I like your insider information. That's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. Praise God. Just the, the two little things, by the way, because I, I, I'm preaching, I, I wouldn't mention these things. Um, one is, it, it's so lovely that there's a, a young man that Carol and I met in, in prison um, five weeks ago. His name was Daniel, or is Daniel. And uh, he's self-harming himself badly. I mean badly. Both, both arms were cut to pieces. And uh, we had a chance of talking to him and praying with him and giving him some advice how to overcome this which had become an addiction. And uh, the next week, he hadn't self-harmed. Obviously, his, his, his arms were really, really uh, wounded. Um, the next week, he hadn't done it. The next week, he hadn't done it. At the end of the four-week course, he hadn't done it. I went on the wing in the week. Uh, this would be six weeks on. And he was so proud to show me his arms. It's so wonderful what God has done in his life. See his radiant face. Yeah. Well, every time he, he, what he said, I don't need to. He said that he gets this compulsion first thing in the morning to cut himself. Almost a voice comes. And he can't, he cannot battle against it. So he gives in. And I said, well, look. When that happens, as it surely it will, read a psalm. Yeah, start off on Psalm number one. Yeah, and when that thought comes, read the psalm. And he did that. And um, morning after morning, he's been reading a psalm. And soon the enemy will stop doing it because it drives you, drives him to God's word, and the compulsion will lessen. And it has. So glory to God. Insider information. Yeah. <coughs> That's what it is. Um, and the other thing is, that just a, a, we've got a, a lady next door. She's not a Christian. Her name's Joan. And uh, all out of, the, out of the blue, two weeks ago, I got an email from her granddaughter, a lady called Emily. She's an RE teacher who works at Robert Clack School in Dagenham. And uh, she said, oh, you know, well, I understand you go to prison and... Uh, we're doing crime and punishment with uh, the GCSE course. Would you come in and do two lessons on a Christian perspective of crime and punishment? Which I did. And uh, it was then, and they were all faiths there. There were two groups of about 20 uh, lovely children in each. And uh, it was just wonderful. The Holy Spirit was there in an amazing way. And as kids do, they, at the end, they were asking all sorts of questions, what my view was on euthanasia, what my view was on homosexuality. And all that they were asking, and, and because you know, I wasn't preaching to them, I could share what I believe is God's, God's view. And it was, I'm not saying this because of me, because of God. And at the end of it, they all, on both sessions, they clapped. I thought, hello, it must be because they wanted me off the stage, I think. But, but it was lovely, and a super opportunity that God gives us, yeah. The, the key is to get insider information and say yes. Praise the Lord. What I want to talk about, and why this whole thing of celebration, it's uh, lovely, celebrate, come on and celebrate. The gift of love, let us celebrate. That we should be a people of a good confession. Can I say that again? That we should be people of a good confession. The church of Jesus Christ in this world. 
There's a power in what we confess, in what we say with our mouth. Proverbs 18.21 says, The tongue has the power of life and death. The tongue. What we say, what we confess, has the power of life and death. This, what comes out of my mouth, And your mouth has influence and has power of life and death. That's scary, isn't it? Yeah. If that's true and it's the word of God, Proverbs 18, 21, the way I live my life and what I, 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 I talk and say and proclaim and declare can influence those around me. James 3, 9 to 10 says, with a tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse men, who have been made in God's likeness. Out of the same mouth come praise and cursing. My brothers, this should not be. There needs to be a guard on what we say, the power of confession, what we believe in our heart and confess with our mouth. And just in these few moments, I want to link heart and mouth, and mouth and heart. The creed, you know, for some of us in, 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 in some of the um, uh, denominations in which we've We've experienced that the, the creed was the spoken creed or sung creed was an important part of worship. The confession of church, the confession of our faith that is spoken out in this world has power. Not only to, to us here, but in the heavenly realms. In Psalm 8, verse 2, it says from the the lips of uh, uh, children and infants that they were ordained to praise, to silence the foe and the avenger, to silence the spiritual powers around us. Satan hates praise meetings. He orchestrated praise in heaven before he was cast down. There's power in praise. And part of our praise, and it's so lovely, the way we were led tonight by Christine, is to declare what we believe. I believe in God the Father. A good confession is good for me, it's good for the church, and it's good for the world. That's why we celebrate is so important. Praise and worship is all part of a good confession. It's where we can confess together the greatness of our God, the wonder of salvation. And it's an act of the will. I don't just 
come up with a confession. I decide to confess. I decide to declare. That's why testimony and the opportunity to testify is really good. That's why it was so lovely to hear Jackie come and say, this week has been really, really hard, but God has been faithful. That's a good confession. It's good for us to hear that. It's good for Jackie to share it because it cements the truth in her life. And yet, strangely, it's said that more lies are sung than spoken in church. Because what we sing, we don't always believe. But we sing it. And that's why it's a salutary thing, the singing. Carol, you don't mind me saying this, but she, she has um, an issue about singing, take my life and let it be. Not that the... the, the, the the, 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 the basis of the, the hymn is bad, but when it comes to take my silver and my gold, not a mite will I withhold. Carol's quiet. Not that she's not generous, not that she doesn't give to God, but that statement of take everything that I've got, and I will not hold one mite. You can have it all. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'd love that to be true. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Hallelujah. Amen. Say hallelujah to that. Yeah? Confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe. With my heart I believe. I believe it deep within my heart and, and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. There's power in the confession that, that Jesus is Lord. That he's my Lord. It's a statement of my salvation. It's a statement of what has happened in my heart. Matthew 10, 32. Whoever acknowledges me before men, I will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. What I confess before men, I will all, God will acknowledge me before, or Jesus will acknowledge me before his, his Father in heaven. Philippians 2, 10 to 11. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth is an act of the heart. Worship is an act of the heart, and every tongue confess, knee bow, tongue confess, that Jesus Christ is Lord, hallelujah. It's wonderful to come to church. I love church. I don't know any on-fire Christian that doesn't commit themselves to church. People can say, I don't need to do church. I don't know really any passionate Christian that doesn't belong to a body of believers. I don't know one. They may exist somewhere. And in all the people I know, I do not know one who doesn't passionately be involved in church and share in a public corporate confession of Jesus is Lord. 
1 John 4, 15. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. If that acknowledgement, tonight we acknowledge Jesus is the Son of God. Our confession is important. My confession, I may feel abandoned, but I, I mustn't confess that I'm abandoned. I confess that I'm beloved by God. My confession is more powerful than my, my feelings. I could confess I can't do it, but I, I shouldn't. I may feel I can't do it, but I confess I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's my confession. I live by my confession, not my feelings. I love the Paralympics. I love the Invictus Games. I love people that have got huge, huge um, things that would, would restrict them. I love their strength. There's a woman in a wheelchair. It's been said of her that this affliction colours your life. And she said, yes, but I choose the colour. Yeah. Our confession is powerful. These people that have been blown up by a bomb and lost a leg, they're saying their confession that I will achieve. I will do it. Their feelings might be all over the place. Acts 1.18, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you and you will be my witnesses. You will have a confession. You will speak it and that's what they did. That moment they came tumbling out of the upper room. Talking in all sorts of languages so everyone could hear that Jesus Christ was Lord. They were declaring the glories of God. That's what the Holy Spirit came for. That's why, why when I was filled with the Holy Spirit as a, as a young believer, it gave me liberty to make a confession. The Holy Spirit within us. When we come together, Ephesians 5.19 says, speak to one another with psalms, songs, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your hearts. Talks of my mouth and my heart. Speak to one another, but make music in my heart. Matthew 12, 34 says, For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. That's why we need good hearts, don't we? Out of the overflow of my heart, almost bubbling up out of me, comes a good confession can't contain it. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him. And the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. But I tell you the truth, that man will have to give an account on that day of judgment. For every careless, or another version it says, idle word they have spoken. That's salutary, isn't it? For the wasteful words, for the idle words, for the hurtful words, one day I'm going to have to give an account. For by your words you are acquitted, 
and by your words you will be condemned. Hmm. Carol has um, recently, uh, the Lord gave her a, a verse to help her over a certain situation. And that was Psalm 141, verse 3 and 4. Set a guard over my mouth. O, o Lord, keep a watch over the door of my lips. Let my heart be not drawn to what is evil. Mouth and heart. Put a guard, zip it. Open it when there's something worthy to say. You know, we will never aspire to greater heights than our confession. That's why judgment and pride and gossip and murmuring is something that that, that is spoken so strongly against in the word of God. The negativity. The seeds once spoken, it's gone into someone's mind. We need to close our ears to some things. Because once we've received it, it's hard. Develop the habit of good confession. Instead of a prisoner, when they look out of their cell... One can see bars and the other can see stars. That's what your confession is. There's a wonderful ending to Philippians. In Philippians 4.2, Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if everything is praiseworthy, think about these things, the things you think about, the things you talk about. Think about them. Holy Spirit-inspired thoughts. When each of us meet each other, we, sh- we shouldn't not be real, but we should come away blessed. It's why, and this is where I end, where I started, that why worship and praise are so important. We need to speak forth praise-filled words to one another. Bless one another. Because words are seeds and they're sown from the storehouse of my heart. Whatever I've stored up in the garner, the storehouse of my heart, I will sow. I am with Isaiah 55. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts and your thoughts, and the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes forth out of my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. The word of God, when sent out, will not return void. It will accomplish that for which it's sent. When the word of God comes through your mouth, 
And when the word of God comes through my mouth, it will not return void, but will accomplish that for which it was sent. The word of God comes to you to be shared with others, to bring life. That's why the gift of prophecy, the gift of knowledge, the gift of revelation is so important that we can come to one another having received from God something to be shared. Good news. May God bless you all as we go out as a people of good confession. In his name and for his glory.